Okay. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thursday Night Hi-Fi. I almost said the wrong name. <laughs> I'm so used to saying Hi-Fi Fanatics. Welcome to the Thursday Night Hi-Fi. And today I have with me my good buddy, Mark Casavant, Vice President of Klipsch. What is going on, Mark? Oh, a lot. It's uh, it, it's getting into the busy time of the year for us. So, <clears throat> how is are, are we are we now transitioning back to back to work, or, or is everything still kind of like at home where you're at? Because you're in Indianapolis, right? Yes. Yeah, our headquarters here in Indy, and um, yeah, we're still we're still uh, working remotely, but we're also getting back to uh, the engineering site here in Indy. Um, you know, engineering, we're, we're launching new products this fall. So, um, I'm, I'm working with them, uh, for beta testing. So what you see here is actually my, my home theater, but it's, I've converted into my little test lab here. So I'm testing our products here at home where it's actually advantageous. Well, that's the best way to do it because you're, you're pairing it with, uh, you know, an area that you're familiar with, you know, you're, you're in your space. So you, you know exactly where, you know, things should go and how things should sound. So if there are, yeah. if there are any like, you know, s strange things going on, you'll pick up on it right away. Definitely. And this room, um, it's funny cause you know, uh, designed it for in particular for home theater. Um, yeah. it's about, it's about a 3000 cubic foot room and, um, you know, it's got a subfloor, so it's not concrete. So it's got a good tactile feel and it's pretty well insulated on all sides. And um, it's away from the girls that are upstairs. So I can listen That's at boring. night, but it, it um, it's funny because I have this desk in here and it's been here for years. And I've been like, what, do, why do I have a desk in this room? And now it's, <laughs> It's perfect because it's my office now. This is my office. Now. This is great. Yeah, because now you can kind of do stuff like this. Because I'm sure with work, you have to, you know, do a lot of video, video chats, stuff like that with, you know, with work stuff. So, yeah, this works out great for you because now, you know, you can hang out in your in your theater and then work when you need to. And it's just a that's your space down there. That's your that's your man cave. <laughs> and I still have to uh, get into the office occasionally you know, to pick up new gear, uh, mm -hmm. connect with the guys, um, on the products and stuff. But when I go into my office at, at the HQ, I go in there and I'm like, no, I I'm better set up at home by, by a big margin. I mean, this is a much better setup for what I'm doing these days. So it's kind of funny because I used to drag all my AV gear into my office. I mean, I, I've got a drum set in my office. You know, I, I try to make it home. Really? <laughs> yeah. But now, I mean, now that I'm here at home, I'm just so much more efficient. And, you know, doing this, you know, the technology for this kind of stuff, it, it, it's, it, it was ready for these crazy times where we can do this and, and connect with our customers, uh, our, the cons our consumer uh, customers and our dealers and all hours of the night, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you guys are on mountain, I'm on Eastern, but I'm happy to do this. All my girls are asleep. I'm doing this and I love it. Well, it's funny you bring that up because ever since I got into this, um, this audio stuff, um, I find myself having to communicate with people overseas 
and people overseas, you know, oftentimes this is like two in the morning, you know, three in the morning there, I'm getting emails and I'm like, Oh my goodness. But it, it's all part of the game. You know, it's all a part of the, cause I, you guys have you people you deal with overseas all the time. I, I mean, I, I saw on your Instagram, you have, you know, Klipsch is everywhere, you know, all over globally. So that, that gets kind of crazy. I'm sure for even, I mean, especially for you that you have to communicate with other, you know, people in within the company, right? Well, it's interesting because um, I keep in touch with uh, some of our key manufacturing partners. Uh, one of my buddies, buddies in particular, Colin, um, if, if I have insomnia, I know I can WeChat with him and mm-hmm. he'll show me things that are going on in production over there. <laughs> and, and he'll ask me questions. And then, of course, it, when it's my early afternoon, like noon or one, he'll send me one last text before he goes to bed, you know? So it's like this, this 12 hour shift where it, you know, he's AM, I'm PM and vice versa. And it's, it's hilarious because, (laughs) you know, in this industry, it's like, you can't help it. You know, it's a little bit of an OCD thing where when you, when you enjoy what you do, you know, it's kind of just around the clock and um, you know, our global partners um, we have some really uh, great people in the Asia Pacific, um, you know, time zone, you know, um, just in that whole down to, you know, Australia, they're, you know, some funny, great people that I just love to correspond with. And, um, and then of course Europe. So to your point, it's, you know, it's funny because the home office is like, it's the global office really is what it is now. Well, there's, I've noticed there's a lot of people in Australia that are super into hi-fi. Oh, we, yeah. we get a lot of, uh, I, I, well, I get a lot of correspondence on my Instagram through uh, Australian people and, and friends now that have become friends. So it, it's, yeah, I didn't know there was such an interest in, in Australia for that kind of stuff. Well, I guess it's everywhere. I can't really yeah. say, hey, this country doesn't like hi-fi, but, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I'm just really, really excited that, you know, another English speaking country, you know, cause a lot of times when we're dealing with Germany and, you know, Spain and, and Italy, I mean, we, sometimes we have, uh, Giles and I'll have people on our, our pre-recorded stream that are, you know, foreign that are super foreign. And it's, sometimes it's kind of a, kind of a, I don't know, uh, an obstacle with, with the, with the, you know, language barrier, but at the same time, it's kind of cool. Cause you get to learn about a whole nother culture of, of hi-fi, you know, cause people do it differently almost everywhere. So, but, uh, let's talk about, let's talk more about clips. So, uh, you know, the, the cat's out of the bag. I'm releasing the, the, the clips subwoofer, uh, video tomorrow. It's going to be episode four of quest for the best subwoofer edition. And it's featuring the R 100 SW that I, uh, did a full extensive review on. Uh, it's a 10 inch, um, powered, um, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, <laughs> ported subwoofer. So, tell us what do you what is your opinion about that subwoofer? What do you what do you what do you feel about it? Because I know we had a long conversation that's going to be featured in the video, but this is like the this is the appetizer for everybody to get ready for it. Yeah, you know it's funny. I I was thinking about our our uh, session, our last session, talking about it. we got into it a little bit uh, mm-hmm. on subs, and um, I. I I'm sure I'll probably repeat myself a little bit, but 
you know, uh, this, this is a sub we designed to be very affordable, very attainable, but give people a taste of really great subwoofer performance. And for people who may not think they want a subwoofer or need a subwoofer, that at this price point, they can enjoy some real deep, high-res, you know, high-quality bass. And um, how a, a, a simple addition of a subwoofer to a system, whether it's a two-channel stereo system or a multi-channel home theater system, how it can just immediately improve the sound of the total system, not just the bass, but just make everything sound better. And, um, you know, I always recommend, of course, you know, Klipsch main loudspeakers and all, but if you don't have Klipsch and, and you still want to make that improvement, this subwoofer works for that. You know, it, it, it is uh, fast and clean and it'll complement any loudspeaker setup, especially in the, you know, budget-minded category. Um, now, of course, we know that, you know, a few hundred bucks, you know, when you're getting up into three, four, five hundred bucks, whatever, um, this range, you know, that's not disposable money, you know, especially today, you know, everyone's, you know, watching their budgets and, and uh, you know, spending very wisely. And, and But again, this is kind of a, an investment, if you will, Mm-hmm. in really enhanced home entertainment. Um, it's, it's something that will make your main speakers sound better. The highs and mids will sound better because they're not, you know, struggling to do the deep bass. You know, you're not cranking the system too much to get bass. You know, you can have it normal, moderate volume levels and get rich, deep, satisfying sound. So, uh, and, and of course, how many people are really getting into movies Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, home entertainment is very important. Got to silence my phones here. No problem. We um, actually have we actually have a question from the comment section. Um, okay, Nicholas from uh, from Audio Family. What Klipsch brands should I use for my TV that isn't overpriced? Uh oh. Um, well, I could I could kind of help with that. I don't I don't think Klipsch is overpriced in general. I think Klipsch is uh, right where it needs to be as far as pricing goes for the quality you get. Actually, there's a lot of value to actual some some of your. I think some of your offerings are underpriced, to be honest, because <laughs> you, you get a lot of bang for your buck with Klipsch. But um, uh, to use for a TV, I mean, um, I, I know Nicholas personally. I've known him for a long time, so I know that he does a lot of gaming stuff like that. So, what do you think, Mark? What would you recommend for someone that wants? Uh, something smaller for their for their television and for their gaming system. What are you thinking? Well, there there are a couple choices. You know, with gaming, uh, the surround sound in in video games is fantastic today, astounding. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, there there are games in Atmos, Dolby Atmos. Which, really? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, so here's here's just uh, here's a point that you know you could put together a, a really reasonably priced 5.1 system in the reference line, um, which is available pretty widely available. Uh, Best Buy, for example, and then there's the reference Premier line where you can still put together a compact system with bookshelves, compact center, you know, small surrounds, nice you know 10 or 12 inch sub, and you're going you're going to have great performance. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, what's your budget? Because if you, let's say you have, I don't know, um, 
You could start with a 3.1 setup. Right. You could do left, center, right, and a sub. And it's, you know, properly set up. It'll give you the spatial information. Uh, the stereo imaging will give you um, the surround information uh, and it'll move past you. I mean, a, a properly set up system will give you that movement. Uh, of course, discrete surrounds take it to the next level. You could start that way. You could just kind of add to it if you're on a budget um, and everyone is. But, you know, if you got uh, most entry level AV receivers, say, you know, they're they're 5.1.2. In other words, they'll handle uh, Atmos. So the front channels, um, height channel information could be delivered. So you can even add the height channels later. You know, we have a, a module that works as a surround on the wall and then also as a topper. You can put it on top of your mains or your rears. So there's that, you know. I mean, even the yeah. even the fives would probably be a good, a good, a good option for him if he's just looking for something smaller, yeah. you know, because I'm not sure if, if if space is a huge issue. It might be. Because I think so it's that's bedroom. The, so yeah, that's the other alternative. Because if you don't want to do component system, we have these new. I mean, well, we we have had uh, these in a couple, you know, versions prior. But now we have this new version of these powered monitors, the fives, for example, which are self-contained amplified speakers that will do what I just mentioned, you know, in a stereo setup, will give you the full information um, if you're pretty content with just going two channel. And, you, you know, you could you could start that way, Mike, you know, um, with that. And then if you want to add multi-channel, you could repurpose those somewhere else in your house and then mm -hmm. just do the build, building block approach with surround. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the cool thing about the fives is that, um, it's the most base I've ever heard out of a, you know, a small driver like that. Cause it's what, it's just a four inch driver, right? Yeah. It's like a four, four and a half, four and a half. Uh, but, uh, it's pretty purpose built. It's extremely high performance. And, um, and, you know, we were talking about, uh, your, your first, I think it was your first impression with us. Yeah. My first go around with them. I haven't had my second yet. Um, but <laughs> I've, been, I've been, I need to do that. Yeah. We need to talk about that because, um, I need to do a, I wouldn't say it's a retraction, but at the same time, it might be a, uh, it, it might be a different, um, overall final outlook on on the entire yeah. package because i remember last time we were talking you're like well did you do this did you do that and i'm like no no well, and you're like well okay. there you go <laughs> i'm like well, oh no it's it's okay because i mean you know usually and what we're referring to folks is the auto base compensation the equalization that uh you know, gives you uh, extended base at low volume. And then there is a mode where you can just make it flat. So neutral. And actually we've had a little uh, feedback from our European friends. You know, we here in, in North America, we have sheetrock and we have structures that tend to absorb the base energy where over there, you know, stonework, brick, hard, really hard internal uh, construction hard surfaces, rigid that are not so absorptive with the low frequency information. So, 
you know, base can be a little more prominent in those listing environments. So we're looking at um, even with a firmware update, having um, maybe a little reduction in the low frequency output. Mm -hmm. So just to accommodate the different acoustic environments that people have. So, um, you know, that's, that's the beauty of some of these powered products. You can easily custom tailor with a little firmware update, you know, with a little thumb drive, you know, just get that latest version. I mean, it's an option for people. They can go to our website, you know, all these products that we're launching that are powered, you know, have this ability where you can, well, you can tailor it a little bit, which is kind of cool. Isn't that incredible? You, you got to think about it. Like 10 years ago, we were, we weren't that advanced, you know, 15, 20 years ago, we were just plugging things in and letting it go. Uh, I'm really impressed with the way um, the audio industry is embracing, especially Klipsch is embracing technology and incorporating, incorporating that into their new products. Because I mean, this is the, I mean, you could, you could, I guess, agree that, you know, companies are kind of competing with each other when it comes to technology. So someone comes out with something new, the, you know, the next person is going to be like, okay, can we do that too? And then it just becomes this, uh, you know, this domino effect where everybody's doing the same thing at that point. And I'm, I'm not saying like the first person to the, to up to bat is the person that did it right the first time, but the next person can do it better. But I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I, I think it's a, I think the competition keeps it, keeps it interesting you know that's the key word right there the nature of competition is develop products that people really can use that do really match up well to these technologies and by the way i love your logo the a and the v you know oh no it's a it's actually an inverted a so it's It's audio it's an audio architect okay Um, well i oh okay because i was thinking just how A and V, you know, how they're Actually, so- now that I look at it, it kind of does look like an A to V. That's pretty cool now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, so I, I literally, literally could change my name to an AV and I'll be okay. But I like audio architects because, well, I mean, you know, televisions today, um, you mentioned the fives and, and we're talking a little bit about this subwoofer too, this uh, affordable yet high-performance clip sub and you know we have melded the real technical capabilities of digital electronics with our acoustic technology i mean our our fairly unique approach in the marketplace uh, with our transducers you know high efficiency low distortion great dynamic range and then some of the benefits of uh, horn loaded design the, the ability to really deliver constant directivity or controlled directivity into the listening area. And then the result of that being flat in-room response. Um, and, and with the benefits of digital amplifiers, front-end digital uh, DACs that are taking high-res inputs, you know, 24-bit, 96, um, up to 192, and accommodating high-res streaming, for example. Uh, when we first connected, <laughs> I forgot that I left Cobas playing on my computer. You know, I just have it going in the background during the day. But, you know, I'm always listening to high-res now. You know, I'm, I'm well, totally... How do, you, how do you like Cobas? Because the first time I tried it, I found it to be... Um, I found it to be lacking in uh, inventory. 
if you know what I mean. Oh, like, yeah. Well, have, have they the catalog? Oh, I'm telling you, the catalog it grows every day. Okay. We've done, we've done some sessions with them. You know, my buddy Dave Solomon over there, Dan Macta. You know, great people, and they're actually uh, we work together for the Heritage uh, Dealer Program where. You know, we, we incentivize our, our heritage dealers. Her, heritage is the Klipschhorn, the famous Klipschhorn, mm-hmm. La Scala, the Cornwalls, the For, Fortes and Heresies, you know, all the handmade product we make in, in Hope, Arkansas, and product we've been making for decades, like 70, almost 75 years next year for the Klipschhorn. The reason I bring that up is uh, we wanted to provide recommended um, ancillary partners with that program. And, you know, for high res music streaming, if you're going to have a high end heritage system with, a, you know, great carry tube amp, you're going to have, you know, um, maybe audio quest wire, uh, MoFi turntable, um, you know, what's your streamer, you know, what, what, what are you streaming? So high res. So if you're gonna have great analog over here with mm-hmm. vinyl, then what's the digital alternative and, and sure. uh, they were more than happy to help us out. And so, th- but then you get to, so you have your elaborate separate system. That's that customer. But then there is that customer who, well, they don't have room for that. They don't have, it's not really a hobby for them, hi-fi, they, but music they love. So the, the fives are a great solution. And we can take that high res signal and convert it and not lose that high resolution through the fives. Mm. So the fives with this sub that you're talking about. That'd be pretty and good. for reasonable money, it's going to knock people out. They're going to say, now, why would I get that? Big? I mean, we're not trying to convert people from the big hi-fi systems to the smaller compact, you know, power digital. Sure. But this is reaching a customer who would never get that big system. And they, they will fall in love with their music in a way they just didn't know possible because they're going to hear modern technology really delivering the high resolution experience that usually is only associated with a really high end system, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'm, I think I'm still hearing a little echo through your speakers. Uh Oh, turn it down. Oh, it's okay. All right. That, that's, Oh, Nope. Maybe I'm just talking too loud. Um, we do have a comment and question from the mad piranha. Uh, love my clips pro media 5.1 would love to see an update on them. Any, pl- well, I, I think the whole thing with the pro media system, it, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of thing. You know, it's such a consistent, good system, you know, and I know you guys have done newer versions of it, right? Well, it's interesting. You mentioned the, the pro media line um so gosh back in 99 2000 mm-hmm. we were pursuing the latest sound cards uh with computers and it started out with sound blaster live i think from creative I and remember it yeah four channel surround and it was pretty amazing how you know the games had you know discrete surrounds and you had your you know, the little output, which was a front and rear mini plug and, you know, stereo mini plugs. And, you know, it was analog. Right. And right. then, um, then the 5.1 version of it came out 
not sure if I remember what that was called. Sound Blaster of some kind. Maybe maybe it was. Uh, I think it was like Sound Blaster 5.1, wasn't it? Or something. Yeah, like it was 5.1 discrete. So it had three mini plugs, right, for six mm-hmm. channels, including the, the sub. So the Pro Media 5.1 took that audio, right, and it was uh, direct from the. It was really tied to the advancements in. Um, sound cards and and in computers and the gaming computers and our early partners were like alienware and falcon northwest and um, the initial launch of pro media was with compact believe it or not really and and they they had a gaming system that they they wanted to launch with us so we we worked with them and then of course the other computer companies took note of that and they're like high performance desktop gaming what a concept and we found out that you know, the enthusiasts were the ones spending the money on their top shelf computer systems. And um, so that's a brief history of ProMedia. And then, so we had the, the original V2400, which became the ProMedia 4.1, 4.1. And then the we came out with the ProMedia 2.1 and then the ProMedia 5.1. And the 2.1 has lived continuously since that, you know, so that's 20 years ago, <laughs> 20 oh. years. The ProMedia 2.1 lives today. Now the other ones, kind of fell by the wayside because of the sound card technology. And what happened was, you know, Dolby uh, got involved and then really enabled these sound cards to output digitally, right? Mm-hmm. So you really needed digital decoding. And then we, we had a couple variants of, of that in the ProMedia line with, you know, uh, some success. But it came down to you can plug in the PC or your game console with a digital out directly to your AV system because it's in digital surround, Dolby digital surround. That, that so is- it, it shifted into, it really kind of entered the home theater venue for surround sound for gaming. And now that's exactly where we are today. People drag in their, uh, their Xbox, right? Or their PlayStation. Well, I'll tell you enjoy. what, back in, yeah. back in my college days, I, I I've always had a, Eclipse 2.1 Pro Media, and I used to use the the 2.1 Pro Media as my, you know, a kind of bedroom audio setup. You know, like, and and I would like, I would be playing music, and people would come in my room and be like, "Man, that sounds really good. What do you, what do you got?" You know, and I'm like, "I got some computer speakers that are absolutely insane." You know, well because the the bass output on that, uh, it's like a six and a half inch sub. You know, it, it's just phenomenal. And the clarity on the speakers is incredible as well. So uh, I think for anybody looking for a computer setup, that would be a, definitely a good option. Um, and it, like like you said, it's something that's lived through the test of time. You know, it, it's lasted years and years and years. And, and like I said, I, I think you guys did a, a little um, upgrade. I, not, I wouldn't say upgrade, but... Uh, you know, you changed the drivers a little bit. It went from um, the, that traditional. I think you might have just changed the dust cap, really, and <laughs> I kept it the same. But yeah, it, it's still. I mean, to this day, it's still there, and it's still one of the best sellers. I mean, it outsells pretty much everything that's available as yeah. far as that goes. It still is winning awards, which is amazing. I mean, it, it's hard to beat the audio value. <laughs> in that little package and it's it's varied from you know like 149 you know around that price point promotionally for you know maybe 129 or maybe even less but 
you know, when you look at what's out there, there's nothing out there that delivers that kind of sound. And and it's funny because before I uh, married my wife, my I have four brothers-in-law, younger brothers-in-law, and uh, one of them already had that. And I think dragged it back and forth to college. And and when I showed up, I maybe one Christmas, um, I saw it and I was like, hey, that's... Uh, it's my product. I, I developed that product, you know, with Klipsch. And he looked at me, he's like, yeah, sure you did. Whatever, dude. He didn't believe me at first. Oh, <laughs> I just funny. thought that was so funny. Because I was like, you established credibility with me because you've got a Promedia 2.1. <laughs> I had no credibility with him. <laughs> it was so funny, you know. I remind mm-hmm. him of that once in a while. But anyway, I, you know, my in-laws are great. And they love, I mean, musicians, they, they're music fanatics. And, but the point of ProMedia was to reach the emerging market, you know, uh, computer enthusiasts, music enthusiasts. I mean, this was during the times of Napster, right? Where mm-hmm. it became the music appliance, the computer. It wasn't just about gaming, it was about music. And then of course, Apple, iTunes, the iPods came along. But your computer became for the college students, these, you know, younger people, their music system. And we got into it to reach an emerging market customer and introduce them to Klipsch and then hoping, you know, get out of college, get an apartment, you know, get a house, start a family. You're just going to kind of graduate and get our other higher end products, but you're going to get a taste of what this brand is all about. And, and um, it worked, you know, and it's still working for us. I mean, a lot of our competitors got into car audio and we were like, Ooh, aftermarket car audio. That's a, Ooh, that's a tough business right there. You know, I mean, let's go after uh, the nerds who are going to end up making some money. You know? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm just kidding around. But, but we, well, we do have some updates planned for pro media. You know, um, okay. we're pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, because uh, Matt Piranha continued. He said that the Prometheus Rock was just hoping for an update that doesn't require the digital decoder box. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, stay tuned um, because uh, we've got some cool things in the pipe. Um, not ready to launch, but uh, the product development teams, they're, uh, I think they're going to have some fun with uh, a separate lineup. Um, with the ProMedia moniker. So um, you're going to see some really cool stuff in the next, uh, I would say, year or two, you know. Um, so for all the ProMedia enthusiasts, you know, you're going to see some pretty spectacular new stuff from Klipsch. Yeah, I, I, I still remember the first time we spoke um, when you were on the yeah. stream with uh, with Jill and um, I was wearing my pin and um, I, I can't find my pin now. I, I don't know where it is. I have to, I have to go looking for it. It's, it's cause it's, it's a mess in here sometimes, but, um, yeah, I, I brought up the pro media, you know, cause yeah. I, I was like, hey. and then Jill said, uh, you know, just hold on because we got something coming. And at that time I didn't know it was the fives and you guys didn't tell us it was the fives. Cause that was super secret stuff, super secret sauce right there. And, um, and then once the fives came out, okay, I'm like, okay, I, I get it now. Like this is the this is the secret sauce. So I was actually really really excited that, you know, uh, you guys just keep putting out, you know, 
good stuff that's uh that has this t- technology rich you know um the thing about the pro media it, like you said it's a stepping stone you know people kind of get a feel for clips through the pro media and that's i mean that's how i came about you know when i first i mean when i first got the pro media i i, I knew clips as a brand like i didn't know clips you know as, as well as i do now obviously but i always knew they were synonymous with quality and and i knew that i'm like when well, i yeah when i saw clips i'm like oh dude this is good stuff you know it's, it's like finding something that you know it's like seeing a mercedes drive down the road and you're like <laughs> yeah that's i may i may have never driven one but i, I know that's a good car you know, so it's definitely synonymous with quality. And, and so when I got that, I was really excited. And now that I've had a chance to listen to a lot of your stuff, I mean, oh man, I've, I've listened to your bookshelves, your towers. Um, actually, it's funny because we were talking about CD before we came on the air. And last year at CD, I uh, got a chance to hear your um your theater room inside inside of Cedia. And I was blown away. You guys were playing John Wick, which uh, I mean, you already won me there. And I know, and I, I know you're a John Wick fan. I know, I know when every time I say John Wick, your face lights up. It's funny because I have a, I have a little uh, John Wick Funko pop. It's like an exclusive, like special edition one. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, should I send this to Mark? Because I think Mark would love it more than I do. <laughs> oh man, our CEO, I, I, we, we, we go way back together. Paul Jacobs, you know, mm-hmm. he got me a bobblehead of John Wick, and, and I don't know if you can see this, but I've got the John Wick. Oh, I have Mustang. Yeah, I have know, right on my desk here. You know, so uh, I wonder I've if they will bring back the Mustang because oh, they yeah. didn't. Well, because I remember so, in the first one they had the Mustang and then they had the the Camaro, right? It was a Chevelle, I think. Chevelle. Oh Chevelle yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then then they gave them at the end of the movie they gave them spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen John Wick, but shame on you for not seeing John Wick. Um, at the very very end, he they gave him like a Dodge Charger, a new one, you know. That was and, the gift. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm just so excited for the fourth one. I, I oh. hopefully. It's on. Did you hear they're filming the fourth and fifth together, and then they're going to stagger the release? Yeah, I, a, a, a friend in the company who teases me about John Wick, uh, she she is the one who informed me about that. Amber, well, if you're listening, <laughs> well, how's he how's he going to do that and do Matrix? The same. This guy is just a machine. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's uh man, and, and then he did uh, the new uh, Bill and Ted thing. You know, you right that? after. Three, yeah. There's a, a re-release of uh, Bill and Ted. Did, did you, you know? see the new one though? I haven't. No, I mean, I, I haven't. I, haven't. I think they they have it available on. Uh, you can you can I think you can download it or or stream it or whatnot. But yeah, I, I was. I don't know, man. Uh, it it's going to be hard to think of John Wick while we're seeing you know Keanu in that role. <laughs> you know, it's just so hilarious. That's the ends of the spectrum. You know. <laughs> Well, I, I remember when we were on the phone earlier, I was telling you I had just seen uh, Tenet. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. You're going to love oh, it. Have you seen it in I've, seven? Oh, man. I've seen it. I've seen the previews. Like, what just happened there? You know, some kind of weird thing going on. And I was like, oh, that looks like a good movie. I'm going to have to see that. Well, it's definitely got that uh, that Inception vibe. You know, if you've seen Inception, 
It's yeah. definitely got that vibe. Yeah. The soundtrack is very, the soundtrack to Tenet is a lot more aggressive. So you're getting a lot of uh, aggressive, mm. like, instrumentals you got bass you got a lot it's it's really honestly if you if you if you can i'm sure they have it on quobas uh just uh, grab the the soundtrack and just listen to it all the way through and you'll be you'll be blown away because when you're listening to that soundtrack you're like oh my gosh i wonder how that sounds in a theater that's a great idea that's another thing that we were discussing is the difference between watching a movie at the movie theater at a regular movie theater, because I know if you go to like a, a, you know, IMAX or something really, really crazy where you're paying a lot for a ticket, they have some amazing sound. But if you're going to just a regular theater, uh, I think you're I think people are missing out. I think people are missing out on a lot of lows, a lot of clarity, a lot of detail. What do you think? I'm picky with the theaters I go to, um, you know you go to a theater and it looks nice and you know, everything on the outside, it's inviting and you, you go in there and you realize that the alignment guys haven't been through there in weeks, you know, and you find that it's just out of balance or whatever. And, you know, it, it um, you kind of, you ride through it, but, but, you know, our, <laughs> our inner audiophile is just being tormented, <laughs> you know, oh, but, but then when you have, you have that great experience, um, we have a theater um, here in town uh, that that is an Atmos equipped, you know, uh, Klipsch cinema, and they have one particular um, screen that is just the all-out. It's Flix Brewhouse here in in uh, just on the north side of Indy, and I go on the Thursday night. Well, I did. I I would go on the Thursday night previews before the debut of a new film. I would go on the Thursday night because I knew they were going to show it the Thursday night and I would get a ticket and I, I'd go alone. You know, I saw Wick, you know, the third alone, you know, the second one. I I mean, I, I just, I would tell people I'm going, I'm going, you you know, I'm not going to try to drag you along. I'm going to be there if you want to go. Great. But I, I was, what was funny is when you go to a movie like that and you're in that, you know, you get your reserve seats and, but there, if there are other people in there, you're, you're going to connect with those people too. Cause you're all there for one reason, you know, mm-hmm. you, you want to get blown away by a great uh, cinematic experience. And I still love going out and watching movies in a big system, big screen. I mean, that is, it's hard to beat that. Now, of course, at home, it's fun and it's convenient. You got a, the biggest TV you can fit in, you know, your, your room. And, you know, of course, you know, four 15 inch subs, you know, <laughs> I'm a little over the top, but, but I want better. that. I want the pressure wave. You know, I want to feel it. I want it to be as cinematic as possible. Um, but to your point, you know, if, if it's inconsistent, you know, mm-hmm. when you're going out to different theaters, it kind of is like, uh, all right, well, you just kind of grin and bear it. Um, and then, of course, you're like, can't wait till it's on UHD, you know? Yep. Well, well, with my experience, I, I just felt like I was able to notice the theater's limitations, you know, where, where, it, where it couldn't go that extra mile and where, it, where the movie was meant to go that extra mile. You know, so I, like, like I said, I, I'm only... I think with your four fifteens, if you watch that movie in your theater, in your home theater, 
you're going to be you're going to be blowing the, the roof off that place because what was funny is that you also brought up connecting with people at the theater and when i went to go see tenet i was sitting i was sitting in my own row but then somebody sat like four because they're they're separating us by like three or four seats some uh just random dude was sitting about four seats to the right of me he um he looks at me he goes hey uh he's like have you seen this already i'm like no it just came out a couple of days ago you know right and he's like well this is my second time seeing it and it is insane and i'm like i'm like dude uh, i'm like is that good he's like yeah he's like but you have to pay attention because if you look at your phone or do anything you'll miss something and oh. that's how it, and that's how the movie was the movie was so the movie was almost 3 hours long 10 minutes shy of 3 hours long and wow. but it was so fast paced that you're not there's no dull moments there's no you know boring monologues it's just crazy stuff oh man you sold me mike you sold oh, me you you won't regret it you'll 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 thank me afterwards and and the best thing is, is you get to see uh the dune trailer beforehand but now that the dune trailer's out and about for everybody to see that's going to be another heavy hitter for this year. I, I like the original, you know, it was epic, you know, Dune, it was epic. And, and the characters, I mean, Sting, wow. What you, know a role for him. you know they're not featuring Sting's character in this movie? Like they, 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 they did, I don't know why they cut out the, yeah, the, uh, oh. the, the son of the bad guy uh, that Sting oh. played in the old movie. They're not, they oh. did, they cut his part out. And I'm like, maybe that was just, I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. It might be hard to replace Sting because he was he yeah. did a good job. He they did a good always, job. I mean, they could always bring him back, right? Yeah, but but what a I can't wait for that. That's gonna yeah. I hope they I hope they knock it out of the park on that one. Oh, uh, we got Giles in the comments. What up what's up, people? Giles, what's up? Giles is in the comments. Hey, Giles, um, Mike wants he wants to borrow your fives to listen to him again. Yeah. Yeah, he he's He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna let me. We ball. lost him. No, I, I, I put him back in the comments. Um, <laughs> so, funny. question: We touched on uh, Cedia a little bit. Tell me oh, yeah. what the pl plan is for Cedia. Well, we're gonna focus on that custom cinema system um, that that you witnessed because uh, those packages are available, and we're going to continue to educate on those packages. And it's literally bringing real cinema product into your home. I mean, we, we have, um, a lot of different, uh, cinema packages that scale to very large cinemas, you know, very large capacity, you know, 5,000 seat cinemas, you know, massive fully horn loaded systems from all the way high frequency, all the way down to subs, you know, four and five way systems, fully horn loaded, massive systems. But then we have smaller systems that are scaled down to some of these um, smaller uh, cinema plexes that have, you know, uh, much smaller intimate uh, screens. And um, what we decided was there, there was uh, a time where even as a clips dealer, you know, um, we showed some of this product in our pro lines to some of our consumer customers, you know, and they said, well, I want to put that in my custom theater in my home. And then we would adapt them, you know, but now we've made it official. We have many different systems that are ready to go based on screen size, room size, ready to go. And um, it's been a big hit. I mean, this is real theater product for the home. So 
it's, it's large scale, you know, it takes it up a, a couple notches, but you know, some people today are, are literally dedicating a, um, a part of their house as, and, and recreating these, you know, they're, they're putting a little cinema in their house. So they want that scale that you and I are talking about at the movie theater. They want that in their house. And that's what these systems do. Uh, are you guys in uh, Alamo Draft House? I, I thought I, I um, someone I thought someone had told me that you guys uh, outfitted Alamo Draft House with their with Klipsch gear. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask the team to confirm that. I'll get back to you. Yeah, uh, it's quite quite possible. Because you guys are, are are you guys in any of the heavy hitters like AMC or Regal or yeah. anything? You are. Oh, oh yeah, Regal, absolutely AMC, sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, roughly half the movie houses out there. I mean, we with the larger um, venue companies and then the smaller specialty, um, you know, uh, places that serve uh, food and wine and beer. So, and that's it. That's been a really cool trend in the cinema industry. You know, where you can. I mean, I've taken my family to. I think it was when Finding Dory came out. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, this this uh, local, <laughs> and. I was, did I mention this to you earlier? I, I was in there and I, I, I had to geek out because I was like, this is loud. It turned out in our chairs, I was measuring 118 decibels in our no. chairs for f- finding Dory. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And, and you know what? This was amazing. I, I, I said to Anne, my wife, and, you know, the girls, they didn't flinch. They were like, this is great, you know, glued to the screen. And I was looking at them going, it's never this loud at home. And you guys are telling me to turn it down all the time. You know, I was just like flabbergasted that they didn't flinch at the sound pressure in this theater, you know, it was hilarious. That's why I was asking about the uh, Alamo draft house because they have these all over the country, but it's a, uh, it's a movie theater with uh, a restaurant and bar inside as well. And uh, when I went there to see a movie, it was just really loud and, and, and it sounded really good. So th- it had a, had a clipsch feel to it. So, um, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? It just had yeah. like that, that fun clipsch feel we do have. Oh, uh, uh, Giles responded. He said, those fives were actually borrowed too. So no more fives here, unfortunately. Oh, that's okay. We'll have, to, we'll have to figure something out, but um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so no problem. Giles also asked, how do these systems compare to the systems you showed at CDA last year? Is it similar? I think it. it oh, yes. It's yeah. the line, the full line. We're going to be discussing it. Yes. That's so, exactly what we're, we're uh, going to continue to train on and hold sessions on. Yeah. What do you think of these online shows? Do you, are you happy with, with, with that format? I mean, I obviously I know we can't have real stuff yet, but do you think that's a good way, a good conduit to get to the consumer is through these online, um, you know, uh, kind of events that they're having? Well, you know, I think that um, to get the inside scoop on products at trade shows, it can be chaotic. You know, it can be difficult to get the answers you're looking for. You know, I mean, if you go to CES as a consumer, it could be a real challenge getting all the information you intended to retrieve, right. Or to capture. And what these live stream things allow us to do is really zero in on what 
you know, customers, our, our dealers, distributors, rep firms, our customers want to know a certain um, menu of information, right? Sure. Consumers want to know this, right? So we're, we're going to actually uh, embark on a series where we are having consumer direct live streams coming up while we're also doing all of our traditional uh, stuff like Cedia Live and really making sure our channels of distribution are getting all the detailed training and information, which they absolutely need to uh, represent the product and communicate the benefits of these systems. So the technical side and then the benefits side and the benefits side, you know, our, our sales uh, channels need that too. They need the consumer speak. So I, I think we're going to have them attending the consumer events as well, because we're, we're going to, um, start with really getting back into Atmos. What is Atmos? Now that more people know about it, it's a little more mainstream. We're going to talk a little bit about really how do you, how do you really get Atmos going in your ho- house? What do you do with streaming? What gear do you need minimally? What do you just have to have minimally to get an Atmos experience at home? And, you know, since we're all about multi-channel and home theater, you know, we want to provide a public service, you know, a consumer educational, you know, this is just good information. You can apply it to whatever you purchase, you know, mm. but, you know, since we are a leader in the speaker industry, the audio industry, we feel we need to do this because if, if consumers can't go to a showroom and get some of this information from a salesperson or they're not able to hear it, you know, have it demonstrated, we want to try to help with that. Of course, we want to, we want to always direct them to the channels of, you know, where they can purchase this product. And as far as um, Cedia goes, and you asked specifically, how do I feel about, you know, these um, new ven- venues, if you will, sure. to, to kind of introduce product, right, to launch product, because we have some more product coming this fall that I really can't talk about right now, but we're really close to the launch of those products, and we'll be covering those in the consumer live streams uh, as they're announced and, and they the pipeline starts to fill where people can find this product and purchase it. But um, the Q and a, you know, I think you guys helped us really, I mean, StreamYard's great, you know, where people can just ask a question in real time, you know, so Q and a being able to ask a, a question and get an answer and hopefully uh, a satisfactory answer. And I know there's chat also, but um, if people have specific questions, we want to be able to provide those answers in real time. You know, mm-hmm. um, not to mention people today, they expect, <laughs> I need this information now, you know, because they probably want to go out and enhance their audio video experience tomorrow or the next day, right? Because we're all at home and we want our home entertainment. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I actually like this and, mm-hmm. and I like how it can be intimate for, you know, anybody who's watching at home and nothing else is going on and they're going to learn a few things, but also on a grand scale, you know, you can have hundreds of people attending thousands of, you know, attendees getting this information. And there's something to be said for making sure the accurate information is being shared and it's consistent and everyone's hearing a similar consistent message. It's not, you're hearing a hundred different versions at a trade show. You're hearing 
the company line. You know, this is exactly what you need to know about these products. So there is something to be said for that. Well, and it's cool because it's recorded and people can come back to it. And if they missed it, they can come back to it. For example, this show, if anybody missed, you know, the first hour of the show, they can just come back and watch it, you know, and it's also, um, going to be on podcast too for uh, through anchor and through Spotify and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really good platform right now, but I think it's going to stick around because I mean, for example, like, let's say you want to connect with someone uh, that's in the company, but that's all the way in California or that's all the way in Florida instead of flying them out, you know, you guys can just have a live discussion and let everybody know what's going on with, with the company or even with, you know, you know, other people, you know, have, I know a a couple other companies are starting to do this too, where they have these, um, these weekly live streams, like I, like I do. And like Giles and I do, uh, we have these weekly live streams, companies are doing it, you know, and people are watching. So it's, it's a trend that isn't, um, I think it's an untapped resource. You know what I'm saying? It's a huge untapped resource. I'm going to tell you something funny, Mike. Okay. Sure. So, you know, at the office, I have been the one traditionally to train um, new employees, uh, kind of an onboarding thing and new salespeople, you know, people that come into the audio industry with experience or maybe not so much experience, but either way, kind of uh, orient them to the Klipsch uh, world of how we do things and um, our engineering department and then. I do lots of product demos and we'll get you to indie sometime, you know, where we can get oh, you inside behind the scenes for uh, sure with clips. But this is what I've traditionally done. And sometimes I have like a classroom filled in our showroom where, you know, we kind of go old school, you know, I'll get a, a writing board, you know, and I, I just resist PowerPoint. I've always resisted PowerPoint, you know, cause I'm not going to look at slides and read them, you know, I mean, if I don't know what's on those slides and I can't speak to it, then what are we doing here? You know, so I, I try to avoid that, you know, the zombie thing, you know, where you're just like, oh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to be asleep in five minutes. So I, I try to keep it really interactive and listening to music and get up and you now you guys sit here and listen for the soundstage. And OK, now you get up and now you let them listen and, you know, musical chairs and fun and then home theater, Atmos, surround and you know, a variety of demos, including John Wayne. And, and you, you, have know, you have it's to. fun. But when we, when this all happened, um, I had some people like Jill, you know, encouraging me, well, why don't we do um, these product orientation things electronically? And, and of course, we were doing it through Teams. And then, you know, we looked at Zoom and and I was, I was just like, how in the heck am I going to communicate the emotion and, and the power of these products through this? I, I was just like, I was resistant to it. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So eventually we just did it and, and we called it Klipsch Academy and it was very well received. And everyone was like, yeah, we need more. And we want this topic, this topic, this topic. And we are like, okay, we'll, we'll do it. And, and the product managers couldn't have done it without them. Um, and we really communicated well and connected with our channel. So then what's ironic is, you know, I was reluctant at first, but then I was like, but you know who else needs this information? 
are the people that buy our products. You know, the consumers, they want to know the inside scoop. They want to know what's going on. What is this product? What does it do? How does it do it? How am I going to benefit from it? Can we get that from the horse's mouth, right? So I was like, let's do it. You know, let's do some live streams and let's communicate. And then, of course, working with you and Giles, and, you know, I mean, it's thank you, you know, for letting us communicate this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's been invaluable to us to be able to say, hey, here's a little trick. Try this, do that. You know, you, you might not catch that in the owner's manual, but you got to do that. You know, I mean, or did you try this placement, this positioning, just little things that make a big difference. And then, you know, consumers having that information, that's like gold, you know, that's a little gold nugget of information that they can, you know, benefit from and and get much more enjoyment from their product. And that's what it's about for us. We want to be able to enable customers to just get their maximum enjoyment from their investment. I mean, you know, it's an investment. Audio is a good investment because it'll last for years and years and years. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's, I think that's the whole um, thing with the platform. It, it, Giles and I first started doing this with the intention to give companies in the audio industry a voice, uh, a, a, a way to, to talk to the public, a way to, you know, uh, recently we just did a, uh, a uh, product launch. Uh, we were the first ones uh, to get the product launch for, for Marantz. And it's just a great opportunity for us to um, not only like create some, some awesome relationships with obviously, uh, you know, you and I are becoming very good buddies now. So I think that's, I think that's rad. You know, I, I think this community, this audio community is so small that it's awesome that we could all you know, like I said, create this platform for you to come on, talk about the products, talk about audio, just geek out, you know, and have a good time. Um, because I mean, audio stems into several other different things. Cause obviously we can talk about movies because movies have, um, they were, they're making movies with amazing soundtracks now. I mean, oh, yeah. you watch yeah. a movie from like the nineties, even the early two thousands. And then you watch a movie today, you're like, Whoa, you know, what a difference, you know, it's, mm-hmm. It's night and day, you know, and uh, I don't even think, you know, upconverting these movies to 4K is really making that much of a difference because they're still, I don't know. I, I just think the movies they're making now, they're putting so much technology into it and you have to have a system that's got to keep up, you know, and and I think that's what Klipsch is all about. Klipsch is about providing the consumer with the tools they need to have a pleasant listening experience plain and simple you know so i do have a question for you why do you think so many other companies are afraid to dip their toe into the horn loaded tweeters great question because i they're afraid they're afraid to mess with you guys (laughs) that is a great question and you know it's funny because i mentioned that in training Mm. i think that it it takes more than a computer, you know, to figure this stuff out. It takes decades of experience. It takes a level of technology that is, I mean, there's so many more variables, you know, uh, beyond just a dome tweeter, you know, the compression uh, driver aspect of it, the the phase plug, the, the horn geometry, the motor structure and, 
uh, treatment of the horn itself. Uh, there are so many things that you don't really read about in a textbook. I mean, there are, there are a lot of great textbooks on audio. They're fantastic. I've read them. And, you know, um, I had uh, the honor to work with Paul Klipsch for many years before um, he passed away. I mean, I was in product development while he was down there in Hope, Arkansas. I was down there with our engineering team. And, you know, and then subsequently I have a great relationship with really his protege and that's Roy Delgado. And, you know, Paul Jacobs and I, we've been, we've had our hands in product development over the decades since we've been with Klipsch and we love it, you know, and Paul, Paul, what a, you know, inspiring leader of the company, but he's a product guy. He, he knows that it starts with product. And then of course we both are sales guys. You know, we have that in our, I mean, our, um, foundation, you know, in the industry, we're both from the sales side, but mm. you know, we're, we're enthusiasts for audio and music and working with Paul clips. What I'm getting at is if we ever have Roy on this, he would say, you know, you can measure it. Paul Klipsch came up with principles where you can actually measure the reduced distortion in horn loaded systems of our designs. You can measure uh, the benefits of high efficiency and how distortion just goes down as efficiency goes up. That inverse relationship, it's so critical to our design. But he said, ultimately, it's this measuring device that does the final, final on these products. And we all are enthusiasts when it comes to the listening portion. We are all very particular. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are all extreme about that because Mike, you'll appreciate this. I mean, you mentioned how customers have an expectation for a product that um, really has, when it has this brand on it, it has to perform. Mm -hmm. And we really are, we are our own worst critics when it comes to products before they're released, before they ever get to the public. We go through pretty hardcore testing and evaluation. And I, I just think that with other companies, it's um, it, without that history that Klipsch has, it, it might be really difficult for somebody to jump into the horn loaded fray of loudspeaker design and have a reputation of excellence out of the gate. I mean, they would have to spend big bucks to convince people. And, and usually if they do, I mean, there are, there are a few horn loaded manufacturers out there, but they are here. They're all they are here. Yeah. You know, you have to spend the money to have that technical capability, but to do it in, you know, the price points where, you know, middle ground, you know, um, reference premiere reference. And then one thing I was going to mention earlier, and I know we're getting a little over our time here, but no, we're, we're fine. Pro media, <laughs> pro media 2.1s are the pressure cooker of product development and design, the pressure cooker to do, to deliver that kind of performance and musicality <laughs> for that little amount of money. Mm -hmm. That is not something anybody can do. You got to have all of this experience to come out with this, this monster value horn loaded system. You know, you know what I'm saying? 
Well, when, when people see $149 for the system, yeah. um, $149 is nothing for the amount of, uh, you know, output that these things are doing and how, how beautiful they sound. So, uh, man, you're right. You're right. Because the only horn loaded, well, the only horn, you know, you know, speakers that I, I come to mind would probably be like avant-garde, you know, uh, things like that. Like you said, the, the very on the very high end spectrum where you're spending twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars for a pair of speakers. Now, I, I know Klipsch does have, you know, their offerings that are high end, and, and they deserve to be, you know, they deserve to have that price tag. But most people, I mean, the majority of people are probably buying your, you know, your reference line stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're getting that 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 technology that's been, you know, uh, con- uh, you know, constructed over the last, like you said, uh, what, 50, 40, 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to I have to tell you another story if you don't mind. Do it. I'm going to tell you this based on uh, just all the shows I've done, consumer events I've done with dealers, and and of course high end trade shows. Um, whether it's the high end show in Munich. Mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, you, you can walk into uh, an exhibitor's room where the speakers go to the ceiling and they're three to $400,000, right, for the pair. Ouch. And, um, yeah. And, and then other systems between the amps and the speakers, you know, and some of the more known brands um, that have their high-end speakers, you know, it could be a system that's 360000 you know, and I've done demos with uh, La Scala's hmm. with maybe a sub or two with a pretty reasonable tube amp, nothing super exotic, you know, maybe a, a monoblock package from Carry Audio that retails for maybe 22000 23000 And then with the speakers, you know, maybe the total package was maybe, let's say, 40000 okay? <laughs> and I've gone up against these high triple, I mean, sorry, high six digit figure systems. Okay. And I've had people come in, listen to ours, sit and hear real music, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, real stuff, even, you know, legitimate classical stuff, Ribsky, Korsakov, maybe a little craft work in Munich, you know, I'll play some electronic music. I mean, just have some fun, play some real music. Sure. As opposed to the esoteric audiophile demo stuff. Um, and I've had people come in and say, uh, yeah, we heard some of these systems down the hall and your system sounds like music, okay? And how much was this again? And they, 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 they know the value. They're, they're like, this was 40, that was 300 and what? And, and I say, well, here's, here's a little point I'm gonna make to you. So you can go spend you know, 400 grand on a pretty high-end you know, esoteric system and, have at it, have at it. But with clips, you know, you could put together a high end and very dynamic system that will do things those other systems just can't do <laughs> because the clips are just the kings of dynamic range. And you could build a house around the clip system for the price of that <laughs> system. Or if you like your house, get the clip system and put a Ferrari in the garage. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's I, all I, relative. you got to think at what point do you get to a certain price range where it's like, 
okay, is this going to be an, an, a, a life moving soul extracting experience where paying $300,000, like if I, even if I was a multi multi millionaire billionaire, even, I don't think I could bring myself to paying $300,000 for pair of speakers. I mean, That's literally crazy. they, they, they would have to literally do more than just play music to <laughs> make sense. You know, it would have to literally transmit the music into my brain or something. I mean, 40,000, if I'm rich, the hell with it, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? If it sounds, yeah. if it sounds fantastic, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, hey, I, people go down and on a Saturday and blow 40 grand on an automobile. They may not need, you know, but I mean, sure. this is something that will last you a lifetime, but you're cracking me up because I have gone around after, you know, doing a couple days of demos, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I get to a point where, well, before the, the last day of the show, I'm going to make the rounds and I want to hear these systems. I want to hear them myself. And I want, I want to hear Nirvana. I want to hear, I mean, not just the band, but I want to hear, you know, I want it to be audiophile Nirvana. I want to hear, or Mecca, whatever you want to call it, you know, Paradise. You know, I want to be blown away. I want yeah. to say that's worth every dime. And I'm always going in going, that's it. That's it. You know, because I know what our stuff can do at a fraction of, you know. So I, I'm just always like, wow. You know, and you know what it does? It, it, it emboldens me. Mm -hmm. Because I know what our stuff can do. I know what it can do. And I know what it can do with 15 watts of power and sound more dynamic and more alive than hundreds of watts into another, you know, system. And look, it's great to have a variety, you know, the competition. We want everyone to be successful, but we are, we like being unique. We like our niche. And as a, it, we started out as niche, you know, in the industry, but now we're, you know, there's becoming a broader audience that gets it. Like the sure. clip sound is, it's not a sound. It's just bringing the music to life. You know, it makes it alive. And you're getting me all wound up here. Well, I'm, I'm with, you, I'm with I'm, you on that, Mark, because uh, <laughs> I know last year when I went to Rocky Mountain Audio Fest, I I went to your guys, because you guys had two rooms. You had one with the RP600Ms and a, and a sub, and you had one with... Um, I want to say the the new heritage line. Um, yeah, the we had the new heresy. Yeah, the new Cornwall, and then right. in another room we had the Klipshorns in a closed, you know, separate room. Where I didn't I didn't get to go into that one because you guys had it packed. Everybody it, was in there. It was insane. It it was I was just, uh, you know that that was a great show because the days went fast, but but. I've never done nonstop demos back to back, back to back. I mean, I, I had to like, you know, schedule the demo. I, I'm like, I got to do a three minute one. Cause I got to get some water, you know, or, you know, take a break. You know, I, I got to do a demo and let it play for just a little bit. And then I'll run back in and it was unbelievable. It was standing room only, but you know, what's interesting when you bring Klipsch horns to a trade show, people who know, about audio and the audio industry, it could be their one chance to hear a legendary speaker system in the industry that even some journalists may admit, they may not admit that they've never heard K horns or it's been 20 years since they've heard the clip horn. And the, the, the most current version is, oh man, it's just, 
It's so good. I mean, we've made some refinements, subtle stuff, but you know, amplifiers, and I would have to say recordings. You made the point about movie soundtracks. I would make the point that music recordings today, if they're not playing the dynamic range loudness wars, just cramming it all up there. But if, mm -hmm. if it's a good recording and it's dynamic, really well done digital recordings in particular, it makes it really fun to demonstrate these speakers that were digital ready. They were dynamic ready when they're invented before anybody knew about digital recording, you know? So it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun recently to kind of just have watch people and watch their eyes go, didn't know this was possible, mm -hmm. you know? Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We got to make sure next time that you know, Rocky we gotta, Mountain well, Audio now that yeah, Rocky Mountain Audio Fest was a great opportunity to hear. I think it was to hear companies and speakers that you normally wouldn't get a chance to on a normal day-to-day -day basis. Now, I'm not going to name any names, but there was one room that I went into that I wanted to hear what a $125,000 speaker sounds like. And I never got a chance because they weren't demonstrating them. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say who it is, but I think you already okay. know. Um, they stand very tall. And, uh, <laughs> and the thing is, it's, I looked at the speaker and I'm like, is all this stuff necessary? They got this. They, it looks like a spaceship, really. And now you really know <laughs> what I'm talking about. So <laughs> it looks like a spaceship. It's like 125K for per speaker, something, like, something sick like that. You know, and I'm not with that. Like I said, I even if I was just filthy like Jeff Bezos rich, I was, still wouldn't, you know, succumb to that kind of behavior because I'm all about sound. You know, I'm all about, like you said, using these right using your ears to to analyze the sound and to and to really feel what what is for you you know what i'm saying so with clips i mean i like i said i wish i had a chance to listen to the k horns i never got a chance to but i hope to do so at the next event that, that i attend um because we'll make it happen for sure when i looked at the the itinerary at rmaf i was like Okay, what are what are the must listen to like the must have like I have to go see Klipsch obviously highlighted um, B and I, I I like them I wanted to see what they got going on yeah. you know all the yeah. heavy hitters there was there was only like three or four heavy super heavy hitters that I uh, that I really had to go but I I did my rounds I, I went through each floor did my rounds um, and I was fairly impressed with everybody's presentation I think everybody yeah. had you know and I know it's difficult to demonstrate you know the amount of the amount of sound these some of these speakers especially your guys speakers that can put out it's not fair to have them in such a small space you know like in a, in a hotel room nonetheless i mean it's a cool it's a cool place to have it i mean the the the, the, the gaylord here in uh in in denver is is phenomenal it's a beautiful uh hotel but yeah it, yeah. it, it it's just not fair because then you got everybody crammed in there it's just sweaty and everybody's stinky. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not enjoying myself right now. I, I want everybody to leave the room. I want just one person there controlling everything. And I want to hear the music I want to listen to. So, I got to uh, tell you that we, when we show up to those shows, I, I try not to panic because I, I look at the room and I know we're going to move stuff around. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, we got to make it sound spectacular. And we're in a, it's like, we're in a, 
Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe it, but what you, you said, it's a tiny space. You're like, what am I where These would naturally live. <laughs> and, and then of course you pick material that's appropriate. Um, but um, yeah, you know, people who um, really are into audio owe it to themselves to hear a great direct radiating loudspeaker, a great planar speaker, you know, um, whether it's um, electrostatic or planar magnetic, you know, just a good panel system, the characteristics that those have. And then, of course, uh, a classic, you know, a horn-loaded system like Klipsch, Klipsch horns, Lascalas, whatever. And you're, you're listening to your apple, orange, and banana. And mm-hmm. then everything else, you know, is kind of a variation on a theme. But, but to hear it from the people that lead in those areas, you know, because they have their own unique character and, and um, there isn't a perfect solution for everyone. I mean, they're all kind of a a mix of, I don't want to say compromises, but I would, I would say engineering decisions. Let's put it that way, you know, different ways to approach it. And, you know, uh, we love the competition because, um, Variety, you know, it's a spice of life. And, and um, you know, we don't listen to one band. You know, we listen to a variety of music and genre. And, and, and um, I just, I got to just say it this way, you know. Um, I've been with Clips since 91 as a direct employee. I was, a, you know, I represented the products as a dealer in Florida mm. since really 88. So, I mean, I've been loosely associated with, I mean, it's been over 30 years and I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe in it 100%. And it's, you know, we have a joke around the office um, about some of the people who have been around for a long time and are just really committed and, and maybe lifers, if you will. I mean, I don't want to be presumptuous, but you know, to be with clips as long as possible that we bleed copper, you know? (laughs) So that is cool. And I got to tell you, I relish the relationships in the industry as well. So I really have enjoyed getting to know you and you, I think your heart is absolutely in the right place. You, you, um, your passion, it's evident. And um, I'm I'm just really honored to be able to talk with you and just kind of ramble on. And it's funny because these sessions are great because we're just having our, a typical conversation that we would normally have. And we're just kind of letting the world in on, you know, what you and I just kind of go on and on about. (laughs) And I I like that, you know, and and this this is a, actually, this is something I, I, I kind of was, has, have been, uh, I think I was talking to Giles about this the other day where I know my, my, my knowledge on, on audio is, it's good, but it could be better. And the thing is, it's, you never stop learning. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've been in this business over 30 years, right? I'm sure I feel you, the same way. I'm always learning. I'm, I'm still sure learning. I'm sure someone says something. You're like, really? I got to know that, you know? And, and that's the cool thing is that I like surrounding myself with people that want to push each other towards success. You know, if I don't know something, I always ask, I always ask the question. I'm not afraid to ask, you know, if someone says a word that I don't understand or uses a term that I'm not familiar with, I, I'd like to figure it out. I'd like to know that. So that way in the future, I know what I'm talking about, you know? So I mean, I've been, I've been doing, I've been an an avid audio enthusiast since I was a child. And, and and I know it's hard to believe, but 
I, I really was, uh, I'd say about, wow, five, six years old. And my brother is 10 years older than me. So he already had a full-blown like audit because he worked so hard since he was 15 years old. He worked very hard. I've always remember him working so hard, you know, whatever job he could get. And he'd purchase these amazing systems. And I was, I, he had these, you know, floor stander with 12 inch woofers and you could feel the bass. And I was a, I was a kid in a candy store. He had me sold at five, six years old. He had me sold on audio. And, um, after that, he went on to work for Circuit City for over 10 years as a store director. And I worked briefly for Circuit City, uh, not the same store. So I don't think we'd, we'd get along too well if we worked in the same store. But um, And it just continued on from there. And I've always kind of followed in his footsteps in audio. And we have similar tastes and speakers and stuff like that. But um, it, it's just a journey. You know, it's a true journey. And now that I'm doing this, I'm doing the YouTube channel, I'm doing the, you know, the Instagram, I'm doing uh, reviews. I learned so much about each individual company that I didn't know about before that it's mm -hmm. staggering all the information. You know, I didn't know half the stuff until I actually like get into the product and, and try it out and test it out. And then when I when I see someone say, OK, we use this kind of technology on this driver. I'm like, OK, that that did make a difference or no, that didn't make a difference or it was just a fancy word to call it a driver. I don't, I don't know. So <laughs> it, it's incredible. But the one thing I have noticed is that every company has a sound has a, has a very distinctive sound. And, um, and you guys obviously are the, one of the big dogs, you know, you're, you're, you're the, you're the big contender in, 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 in the game, you know? Um, but yeah, when, when I listen to a clips, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a clips. That's how a clips is supposed to sound. Mm -hmm. That's how it sounds. And, and I, it's an enjoyable experience. Just like Martin Logan, when you listen to their, their motion series or their electrostats, you, you, you feel that warmth from the ribbon tweeter or the AMT tweeter and all that stuff. And then when you listen to Powers and Wilkins, more of a, more of a mid, 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 you know, strong sound, you know, and I'll tell you what, man, I cleared the Bowers and Wilkins room at RMAF. I went in there and I say they were playing some elevator music. Right. And I go in there and I'm like, Hey, we need to change this up. I, I want to listen to some, some, some EDM or some, something with some bass. I want to see what these things have. And this is like their diamond series speakers, you know, their, their fancy schmancy stuff. No joke. It was just me and a couple buddies of me with me. Everybody else got up and left when they started playing my music, man. It's just, it's incredible. But, but yeah, man, I, 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 this is, this is what it's all about. Just chit chatting, talking, you know, talking shop and, you know, no agenda, you know, just having fun, you know, and this is one of the only industries where we can do that. Right. <laughs> like, this yeah. is, you, you know, you mentioned something interesting about keep learning, you know, continuing to learn. I think that's the secret of staying young, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, in this business, you have no choice but to keep learning. I mean, technology advances. It waits for no one. You know, yep. I mean, when I when I got into this business, people were just trying to get their head around Dolby Surround and ProLogic oh. and then, you know, Dolby Digital. DTS and, you know, all the different surround, you know, requirements for a system for multi-channel and, um, you know, and now today we're in the world of, you know, the object-based surround and, and then of course the video technology, I mean, just video has been, you know, I don't know if you know this, but CES in the mid nineties, 
we actually demonstrated high definition in our offsite hotel suite before anyone really had seen it. Cause I, um, I lived in Florida and a friend of mine uh, who's I consider a real dear friend now, uh, Jim Davies, he, he was with Ampro down in, in Florida in Melbourne where I lived and, and they were supplying NASA with these nine inch CRTs and they were delivering high definition video for NASA. And then they were just starting to get into kind of a prosumer mode for custom uh, home theater with these big nine, nine inch CRT projectors uh, capable of high res. So they were doing, you know, high, high definition VHS tapes. And then he, he brought, so with various partners like um, Stuart film screen, we set up high definition demonstrations in our suite in an offsite hotel, just down paradise. Uh, It was at the, I think the crown plaza back then. Yeah. And people showed up because they knew we were showing high definition, but with high definition, we were showing massive uh, K-horn based theater systems, you know, and we showed Jurassic Park on laser disc. No way. Wow. Just to wow them with the big picture and big sound experience. And then we'd switch over to the high definition source and we'd show that, which was some symphony stuff and some various movies, custom high definition stuff. And we'd switch back and forth. And man, those were the days. And and now the reason I bring that up is now high definition TVs, they're, they're so affordable. I mean, you got, how many do you have them in your house? You know, some people have three, four, five in their house, you know, they're everywhere. It's like no big deal. We yeah. got 8K coming. Oh, that's no big deal. You know, super high res. It's better than my vision now. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like the, the, the tide has turned, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, can I even see that resolution? You know, it's like, it's amazing. Tell you how technology it. it's relentless in this industry you know we have no choice but to keep learning <laughs> and well, i'm i'm in the audio side but i have to know the video stuff i have to know all the technology the high res the streaming you know the 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 high bit rate you know all this stuff i mean it's it's critical to what we do every day you know well, i think uh you hit the nail with the hammer with technology because look how short-lived laser discs were it was the craze for a few years it was like everybody was buying them you know you could it was it was insane and then you blink and dvds came out <laughs> you know and yeah. now now that we got blu-rays now it's 4k pretty soon within the next three to four or five years it's gonna be all 8k you know and all those people that are buying up all these 4k discs are gonna be like damn it <laughs> It's relentless. And, you know, how long will the media exist until it's just all streaming? I mean, we're getting close, you know. Someone uh, someone just commented, the Matt Piranha again, LaserDisc, Lordy, I got a 9-inch Sony CRT projector. That's funny. Um, awesome. Tell you, man. Uh, here we go. He said, I wish I could get my Sony G90 display in 4K. Um, just wait, 8K is coming, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you one thing that stuck out to me at uh, Cedia last year was that wall of, of, of just screens that I think was it, I think it was, it was, I think it was Sony. 
uh, Sony or Samsung. I can't remember who it was, but it was one of those two. They just had a wall of, of televisions and they, I asked the guy, I'm like, well, how, how does this happen? He's like, well, people are going to bring it to your house and they're going to, they're going to mount each panel, you know, on your wall, wherever you want it. I don't know who has a wall this big. I don't know. Uh, literally floor to ceiling. It was, it was ridiculous. And, um, and I was so impressed. I'm like, this is where it's going. You know, it's just going bigger, bigger, better, bigger, better, you know, and I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I think a, a good size projector and a big screen like that should be more than enough for anybody. I mean, um, but hey, you know, different, different people like different things, right? Yeah. Well, I tell you, we're, <laughs> it'd be interesting um, to see where things will end up in a hundred years because I think we're in the fledgling years of wireless of all of this. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of nuts and bolts assembly, you know, wires, you know, components. And, and in a hundred years, it'll just be invisible. You know, all that stuff will just be, you know, you're just going to see a screen. You will probably might not even see the speakers. Who knows? But you know, what? we're just, it's like, what, what was going on a hundred years ago from today? You know, it's like, uh, let's see. That was uh, 1920s. Yeah. So the, the automobile was just starting, right? Barely. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, electricity was, I guess, fairly widespread. I mean, it, you know, it, it was yeah, still a new thing, I guess. <laughs> late 1800s is when, you know, Edison started putting into the buildings, you know, the hotels in 1888, you know, the flagship hotels and, but, but, you know, <laughs> coal you know they're burning coal you know i mean but now you know just in a hundred years but it's going to advance even more you know in a hundred years it's going to be i mean my kids will hopefully well their kids you know but we're in the i don't even know how to describe it we're just in the uh early 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 you know stages of technology i don't know I, I think it's scaling a lot faster now because if, if you think about it yeah from 70s to 80s then 80s to 90s, um, it, it, I'm not. I don't want to say it blended, but it it was kind of consistent. Yeah, it got better. You know, obviously the introduction of the CD and all that stuff. But once we hit 2000 and then to the 2010s, it, 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 this has just gotten ridiculous. Like it's going so fast. Yeah, like just, you said, it's just yeah. It, 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 it was it was kind of a steady incline, steady incline, and, and then boom. We just took off, you know, so I'm excited because I'm enjoying this. I'm, you know, we're, you and I are both still reasonably young and, and we're enjoying all this technology. And but I, you know, the music part, though, uh, I'm starting to kind of see what my dad was talking about when I when he was when I was young and I was like, oh, this is my music. And he's like, what is that crap? You know, just turn that off. And I'm like. And he would listen to his, you know, his oldie stuff. And, and now my music that I listened to, you know, back in you know the 90s and the early 2000s, people nowadays are like, what the heck is that? That's okay. So weird. I'm going to tell you a funny story because my girls, they're young, but they love the 80s. You know, they admit, yeah, this is good stuff, dad. Well, what's, <laughs> they what's want the 80s man? when they have parties, you know? <laughs> The 80s were a good time. Yeah. 80s yeah. were a great good time. Stuff. You know? 
great time yeah. for music, don't you think? Great time for music because that's when music started getting real good. Have you heard some of the new stuff today where it sounds a little 80s? Like they're getting to some of those synthesizer sounds. It's kind of, and even the beats, it's like, wait a minute, gosh, that reminds me of something from when there I was is, in high school. Yeah. There is one group that comes to mind. Uh, they're called The Weekend. And I've heard them use a lot of those uh, synthesizers and stuff like that to make it sound like an older sound and, and incorporate the new sound. And there's a few bands out there that I can, I can get on board with, you know, but a lot What's, of what was old is now new again, right? It, it recycles itself. It really does. Yeah. You know, even with TV shows, look at stranger things. Oh, tell yeah. me, tell me stranger things doesn't take you back. You know, oh, I mean, totally every detail, every detail is nostalgic down to the, the hair and the clothing, the, the, the telephone. Mall. The mall, the mall was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh, they're they should be coming out with a, the new season here soon, and I'm excited about that. Well, we have Netflix. It'd be cool if it was an Atmos. That would be scary. And you were mentioning before Netflix. I think we were. Yeah, we weren't on stream yet, but Netflix has um, uh, a lot of stuff in in Atmos now, don't they? Yeah. In fact, in your search, you can type in Atmos. And it'll tell you all the titles that are in Atmos. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm telling That's you, cool. it's nutty. Between that and the, the Alexa, do you have an Alexa at your house? No. No. Uh, I, I'm a little uh, <laughs> weary about it. Yeah, about you know somebody listening to me. Uh, you know, yell at the kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I mean, it, it's it is weird having this this ai you know so so ready to help me you know <laughs> hey siri siri's bad enough she if, I, if i say something you know to you know one of the kids I'm like, are you serious siri siri starts talking to me i'm like oh i can't do see oh my gosh yeah siri yeah, she's I'm talking sorry. back to me right now she, see? Knows, she knows what's going on and the funny thing I mean, is something. like Something's always listening. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing I want this thing to do is I want it to turn it on, the lights on and off, and I want it to wake me up in the morning. If it, That's all I need it to do. That's all I ever command it to do. I don't want it to buy things for me. I don't want it to... You know, do strange things. I don't... Sometimes I'll ask it how, how the weather is, you know? How's the weather today? Because I'm... Uh, that's if I'm feeling super lazy and only want to look at my phone, but I don't well, know. we we got freaked out recently because uh, <clears throat> I guess we're on this Amazon. I don't know how with Prime we're we're on this you know uh, free sample like try this product. You know they just show up, and one day something showed up, and it was really I mean I think it was targeted to my teenager. You know like maybe some kind of facial scrub thing. I don't know, and and we're looking at each other going, Hey Ann, did you order this? No. Well, I didn't order this. Check your uh, account. You know, did you get chart? No, this just showed up out of nowhere. I'm like, they're listening. What the heck, man? And they just said, ship it. <laughs> you know, that, just that is how you know. Mark, that's scary because I, I have now. I, the worst I've had happen is if I if I'm on my phone, or I'm sorry, if I if I say something, or if I if I talk about a product, right, with my with my roommate or with a friend, and mm -hmm. then. Within 15, 20 minutes, I'm on my phone, you know, just kind of scrolling on Facebook, and all of a sudden that that product shows up, and I, and, and it's happened more than once. 
So it's not even a coincidence at that point. So at what point are they listening? Because I know I know what they're doing is is technology. They want everything to go automation. They want to go voice automated. They want to go voice. They yeah. want to go automated. And I, I understand it's as easier, you know, people, people are getting that lazy. You know, I, I'll tell you what, I, how old school I am. I still, people will do all their things on their phone. I'm still notepad and pen. You know what I'm saying? Notepad. Yeah, same here. I, I have, I can't tell you how many notepads and I have a yellow pad right down below me. I have yeah. notepads. Over here. You know, I love writing things down. I feel like it's more effective. I feel like I'm going to remember it better rather than just type yeah. it. I tell you what I typed every time I type in a note into my phone, it gets lost. You know, it's, it's yeah. well, not going to get lost. It gets lost in just in there. So yeah. I got the three M pad. Perfect. And I got the little ring ringlet pad, you know, so I'm like you, you know, old school. I just, you don't take up too much space, but I, I got to write yeah, that down. Not bothering anybody, you know, and, and a lot of people do. Now they have the, the, the Samsung phones where you can just scribble it in. it's like, mm-hmm. Really? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm analog in a lot of ways. Definitely. Yeah, I'm an analog person for sure. Like, <laughs> it's just digital is cool, and having this technology is cool, but I'm still not ready for some of it. You know what I'm saying? That, you just got to have the balance. You know, you can handle new tech as long yeah. as you have some balance in your life with a little bit of old school. That's just being balanced, brother. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why. I think we get along so well. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 like things practical. You know, we like practical. And we like good music and good movies. Yeah. So, but hey, we're at uh, an hour and a half, so I'll, we'll have to cut, just end it right now. Um, if it anybody, went fast, I How'd that did, happen, didn't it? So, if anybody has any questions uh, for Mark about clips or about life or about anything, uh, now's the time to kind of kind of getting your last questions in. Um, Mark, is there anything else from clips you, you want us to know? Well, stay tuned for this fall because we're really going to be launching some, uh, kind of personal products, you know, new generation of in-ear headphones, just fantastic. The best we've ever, and, and really just, uh, it's, it's going to establish new benchmarks of value and performance in the marketplace. I'm excited. Uh, reasonably priced product, by the way, not super exorbitant i mean really super good stuff and then um and these are true wireless um and then uh we've got some other home theater type products um i i'm uh i cannot talk too detailed about it but we're talking about this this fall and um really meant for all the new generation video um so you know we're we're excited and um i'm testing this stuff here, you know, um, and it's, it's just been a blast. And, um, we just, we do have this, um, series coming up the live stream series. So if you get over to clips.com over the next couple weeks, you'll see announcements or on Facebook, blah, blah. So this is really, it's meant to be a consumer service type of, um, venue where we're going to get into Atmos and we're going to talk about how to, and just real practical stuff, you know. And then, of course, it'll be it'll be Streamyard, so live questions, and we'll we'll give away some surround, some Atmos uh, topper speakers. So, thank Please. you for asking. Um, and uh, we're just we're going to try to make sure that people have time to schedule in their calendar. We're going to get try to give people lots of notice so that they can uh, sure. find time in their schedule to attend. Well, it looks like we got some questions rolling in. Uh, actually, Giles okay. has a question. 
Unrelated, Quobus set up for a new two-channel system. What is the best small two-channel speakers from Klipsch? So Giles is working on a... Giles has been uh, like a mad scientist over there lately. He's been working on a two-channel setup. So he's looking for the the best small two-channel speakers that Klipsch can possibly offer. So uh, if he's looking for a bookshelf, he probably already has them. Uh, if, if he hasn't had his hands on the R, I think you have on the R, the RB, uh, I'm sorry, the RP 600 M's. He owns, yeah. Yeah. He owns those, but he might want to, I mean, the thing about those is you need to put them on a speaker stand, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going with two channel and you want, you want to take it to the next level, you want a little slam factor. Oh, he's what I would do. I'm sorry. He's looking for floor standards. He just, he just clarified. Good. Good. Because that's where I'm going to take you. <laughs> Look at the five thousands or the six thousands because they're still slim. I call them kind of like the Euro towers. Uh, I have a pair back wrong shoulder. I can see them. Right. I can see the copper right there. <laughs> there you go. Everything's mirror image. So I'm a little turn around, but <laughs> I have a pair of those. Cause I love them so much. They are, they're so diminutive, but they, they have this slam factor. And then because they're slim and just elegant and kind of low key, when you turn them on, you're like, it's almost shocking what they deliver. So I would look at those 5,000, 6,000, just see what you can fit, you know, but that's the way to go brother, you know, and they're still reasonable. I mean, they're for what they are. I call, and since it's Giles, I'm going to say this, you know, uh, you two guys, you know, you're, you're going to know what I'm talking about. We call the RP line, you know, the reference premier line, the giant killers, because they go up against price points that are two, three times their price. Sure. In the, in the marketplace, they are the giant killers. They are so good. And, you know, the thing is <laughs> the, the 600 M's, that's just a sampling of the entire line. That's just a sampling and everything just scales from that, you know, as you go up um, in this system, I have the 80 sixties, you know, I've got the double eight inch towers with the Atmos module built in. Mm -hmm. and, and those things are just, they're crazy. I mean, you can see in this room, I mean, uh, this house was built in 98. I, I, you know, built this, um, as a bachelor and, uh, I didn't think about in the home theater having in-ceiling speakers. I just, it didn't occur to me then, you know, why would I do that? I'm going to have component speakers in here. And then even after the fact, I was just like, mm, not with these, with these upfiring Atmos modules. So I've got 8060s front and rear in here. So I've got the, the, the ceiling information covered by those upfiring modules with the horn loaded drivers. I mean, they deliver a huge image above me on the ceiling. So, I mean, if you even want to experiment with that and get into Atmos, I mean, you can still do two channel listening because they're the top, you know, the RPs well, just I'm shy of the RF7s. I'm going to tell you what, Mark, I, I've gotten into a lot of arguments with people over, over the upfiring speakers because I'm a fan. I think they're cool because my argument is not everybody can put, you know, dedicated Atmos in their ceiling or drill holes in the wall and do the, the, the corner right. stuff, you know, not many people can do that, especially if you live in an apartment, 
you know? Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing why, you know, I know we were having a, you know, I know I, I a lot of people make fun of me because I still rock my, my, <clears throat> my sound bar, but, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of companies are using technology now to, um, just like the, the up top, uh, the speakers that sit on top of the, 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 the up firing ones. I think that's fine. You're still getting that information from the ceiling. It's still bouncing off the the sound waves, you know, and yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, well, okay. So our dedicated, you know, Atmos the best way to go, probably if that's what you're looking for. But I think that's fine, man. I, I don't. You know, know. it's it's six on one hand, half dozen of, of the other because I I could have done it. You know, I could have easily sure run the wires, but you know there there are lots of discussions out there. I mean, even the Dolby folks. Um, hope they don't mind me saying this, but they own our product for that reason, the ease of it, you know, and, and the, the fact that the technology works. I mean, that is their, it is patented and it is their technology that we've incorporated in ours. And when we did the press junket and they heard it themselves, they're like, wow, we got to get these for ourselves. So a lot of them own it, you know, for themselves. And it's really a, a unique application of horn motor technology and the control directivity from the top firing modules, they create, this really massive image on the ceiling. And sometimes, you know, you could be, you know, if you have a, a, an in-ceiling um, and it maybe doesn't have um, a broad, consistent coverage, you know, um, our, our horn-loaded um, in-ceilings do, but, you know, they could be pinpoint. And if you want a large, diffuse image, the upfiring actually could be optimal for that. So you're kind of splitting hairs, you know, which is better? Well, depends. But what my point is, is with, with the directivity index, very precisely engineered and calculated using the, the Dolby um, precise curve and um, filters, mm -hmm. uh, it, it creates an absolute natural sounding sound source above your head. And the sound source happens to be huge. You know, mm -hmm. so if you listen to the rainstorm demo or, uh, you know, John Wick, you know, I mean, you hear there are a lot of great movies, by the way, in Atmos that the sound is ridiculous. Um, uh, Midway is fantastic. It's just so well done. Uh, and then, of course, even I mean, when you're listening to uh, object based, you know, the DTSX soundtracks are fantastic as well, you know, so. When you get it all matched, you know, level matched, really dialed in, you're no longer picking it apart. You're mm -hmm. just not. You're just absolutely immersed in it. And it is, oh, it's fantastic. I just, that's when you get into this movie soundtrack is crazy how good it is. And that's when you're no longer criticizing or I should say critiquing your system. You're into what did the producer, what did the sound engineer, what were they trying to convey here? Because I'm getting a lot of interesting stuff. You know, you, you start getting soaked up into the, the film and, and the, um, I say film, the movie, because now film is like, they're not using film. <laughs> so, well, maybe to capture it, right? But right. Are, are those, those cameras are digital now. I, I think they? they're all digital now, yeah. Yeah, they're I, all digital. I remember those but, old film for sure. Yeah, but you're you're just absolutely you're 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 engrossed in the experience, and and that's man, that's the fun of home theater, and and that's the fun of home music too. I mean, you just want to be taken to the live 
performance. So I hope that answers Giles' question because the floor standers, I mean, they're just convenient. You know, you don't need stands. And -hmm. then they're going to give you that extra element of impact that a floor stander can do. All right, Mark. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week. I appreciate it. And obviously, everybody stay tuned because tomorrow I will be unleashing the Klipsch video, the sub, uh, Quest for the Best Subwoofer Edition, and featuring my friend Mark. He's, he's in the video. So, um, well, him and I are pretty much most of the video. But uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a fun conversation because we touched a lot. Well, we touched some subjects that we touched in that video, but that video had a lot of good information pertaining to ported subwoofers and what the value is and stuff like that so um thanks again mark for taking the time to come on and geek out with me anytime you're you're welcome anytime um you know maybe you'll have to join us for a a tuesday session because we do this on tuesdays and uh, giles and i team up every tuesday so everybody tune in on tuesdays and thursdays normally at 10 p.m but if uh if mark's involved i'll 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 go easy on him and we'll do it at nine Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks again, Mike. Appreciate it. No problem, man. Uh, stick around uh, after the broadcast so we can talk for a second. Okay, sure. All right. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>